Okay, today our topic is going to be on bringing meaning to the word love. We, we hear this word all the time. Um, you know, actually, the word love is, is in the Bible 310 times. So I'd say it's pretty important. And, um, and the word love in the English language, Jim, it just seems so convoluted. There are eight Greek words for the English word love. Eight. We've been told there's three many times, but there's really eight. I mean, it's just unbelievable. You, you know, the word love in the English language is, I mean, you can say, oh, I love hamburgers. And then that same word love is I love my spouse or I love God or I love my kids or whatever. Um, love so my dog. I love my dog. I do love my dog. <laughs> no, no question about it. But, um, you know, the, the word just seems to fall short here in the English language. So we're going to try to bring some clarity, especially how, you know, God loves us and, and how we're supposed to love him and others. And we're going to talk about that today. Um, it's just a, it's an, it's, it's a Greek, the Greek word we're going to talk about for the most part is um, uh, agapeo. And it means to welcome, to entertain, to be fond of, to love dearly. And so we're going to talk about that. Now, when I think about, Jim, God's love for me, um, as a kid, or I don't know if this is just the earthly uh, upbringing that we get from our own parents or what, but as a kid, I was always under the impression, and even as a young adult, that... Um, you know, I always thought that when I was bad, when I did made bad choices and my behavior was not good, um, that God was mad at me. And then I had to do something good to get back into his good graces. And there might be someone out there listening today that feels the same way. I think a lot of people thought that at one time or another or still do and um sounds like some religious stories i've heard anyway <laughs> yeah yeah well we're going to talk today about what does it mean to love unconditionally and does god does god love us unconditionally does he love us unconditionally that's with no conditions at all we're going to talk about that Ephesians 4.15 says, love gives truth its voice. Chew on that one a while, <laughs> right? Love gives truth its voice. Wow. The overall definition of love is the pure essence of being that binds together the whole human family. You know, God wants unity with you and him and with his family with, I mean, it's his family. He, he created us in his image and likeness. Of all the attributes of God, love is undoubtedly the most beautiful. He loves for the sake of loving. <laughs> love is not concerned with what or who it loves, nor 
with the return of love. Mm-hmm. Amen. God is spirit. God is love. You've heard that. Everybody's heard that. The only way for a spirit to actually know what it's like to be human is to be human. That's why, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Our earthly experience is like going to school. We, le- we are learning many things as we progress through the grades. However, the number one thing that the Lord wants us to learn is love. Jesus clearly conveyed that lesson emphatically. Love tends to bring about a more joyful experience because it is lined up with our true nature and identity. If you're not feeling love and you're not giving love, maybe you need to look at your identity because we all have been through a mistaken identity at one time or another. Our true identity is lined up with God. You know, what happens is um, fear. Fear tends to be a more negative experience because it is aligned with the illusion of separation and mistaken identity. And so there's a lot of people that fear God in the wrong way. The Bible says fear God, but that's a reverence of God. That's a awesome. He's so awesome. I you know, that's even fear in that context is, you know, I don't particularly like it, but that's a reverence of the Lord, but not a I'm afraid of the Lord. And so you have that mistaken identity because you don't realize how much God loves you. And there's a difference between God's love and human love. Divine love is broad and unlimited. God's love is broad and unlimited. A universal and harmonizing power. Human love is based on personality and is typically selfish, lawless, and fickle. (laughs) And all you have to do is just look around there. Many, many of us have loved conditionally. Well, if this one does this, this, and this, I love. If if something else happens, oh my gosh, I'm going to withdraw that love. So, what are your thoughts on that, Jim? Well, some of the thoughts as I sit here, first off, love... Um, wow, the huge topic. It's a huge topic. <laughs> it's the first thing that hit me uh, this morning when you you said that you you felt led the Lord to go this direction. Which uh, absolutely, uh, the whole redemption story uh, is all about love. Uh, God Himself is love. Um, but you, you touched on that um, fear, mm-hmm. and you talked about being a reverential fear. And and I thought about that just for a second when you said that. And the only fear that I have uh, when it comes to that uh, reverential fear is after the Lord revealed himself to me. And, uh, and up to that point, I never really knew the Lord. I was operating in, you know, the, um, I guess the um, phileo type love, which is a brotherly love, which, which is nowhere to the degree 
um, of agape love that you had mentioned before, Rich. Um, and so when the Lord revealed himself to me many decades ago in a hotel room, um, the love that I experienced, and, and this is really what we're talking about here this morning. We can talk about love, uh, but until you really experience this personally, it's going to be very difficult uh, for you to lay hold or have your mind grasp really what we're trying to convey here this morning. Um, Jesus prayed in John 17. Um, in John 17, what verse was it? Um, around the 26th, 27th verse. And he was talking to the Father. And of course, we know that the Lord only said those things that the Father encouraged him to say. And so in this prayer, I take this prayer literally. I, I believe that this is the Father praying through the Son. And uh, Jesus prayed, I pray that they may experience the same endless love that you have for me. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Then, even and also as I live in them. So Jesus wants us to experience. He doesn't just want us to be hearing sermons all the time about love. Um, he wants us to experience that love. And the Lord gave me a poem some time back. I'll read real quickly here, Rich. Sure. Okay. And, and the poem, uh, the title of the poem was Christ's Redemption Story. And the poem goes like this. It even starts out with love. Love expressed in all of its glory is the Christ's redemption story. Love has been a mystery before all time. And you know, unfortunately, this love is still a mystery to the vast majority of human beings on planet Earth right now. And the reason why we know that is simply look at the fruit of what's going on in people's lives today. I mean, all the killing and et cetera, et cetera, all the evil that's going on. But love has been a mystery before all time, and its only desire is to make all things rhyme, all things come together in harmony. If you want to see love's glory, if you want to touch this glory, then take a deep look at the redemption story. For in its words of truth and grace, you will see the wonders of the Savior's face. And as you do, you will come to know that there's nothing that compares down here below. Man cannot substitute the love of God. You've got to come into the experience of the love of God, and that's through seeking and searching in the Christ's redemption story, the story of salvation. And the poem went on to end with saying, So keep on seeking his glory from above, and he will surely fill you with his abundant love. Then all nations here below will see his face, and he will truly transform them by his amazing grace. So God wants to reveal his love through a people in the earth today so the earth can see the love of God instead of hearing about the love of God. We've got to talk about the love of God, that's for sure, because faith comes by hearing. Uh, but ultimately, we've got to experience this love because it's, a, it's an extremely unique love. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, Jesus made it very, very clear and precise. Um, so in order to truly understand what love is, um, you want to you hear what the Lord said about um, love. And he was very clear. He said there's, there's two things that you must do in order to 
experience and understand love. The first is you should love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. That's the first one. So I believe there, there's an order to this, and I believe that uh, he mentioned this one first. We have to love God to, to experience his love back. It says if you draw close to him, he's going to draw close to you. So you're going to understand better how much he loves you by you stepping out and drawing closer to him. The second one is you shall love your neighbor. I'm sorry. You shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. Contained with these two commandments are all the meaning of the law and the prophets. So everything that's out there comes down to two things. You don't need a list, a laundry list of rules and regulations because Jesus said if you're doing these two things, you love God and you love your neighbor as yourself, then you're fulfilling it. You're fulfilling the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. And that's a wonderful thing. And, um, you know, God's love will establish one in fearlessness and courage. And that, that's, that's what he's looking for is, is allowing his love to take away your fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. He's the one with the perfect love. Because he did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Yeah, that's where it comes from. Yeah. He gave us love. He yeah. gave it to us. It's right. there residing in every single one of you out there. It's just you're going to have to kind of, you know, seek him to have it come forth because uh, there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of things going on out there that is not power, love, and a sound mind. Yeah, I, th- I think, Rich, we got to understand that he sought us first. Yeah, he first uh, loved us. Yeah, he, he sought us first. It was even, even after Adam fell in the garden, people said that, that God totally divorced himself from Adam. No. Uh, no, I don't think he did because uh-huh. uh, one of the very next verse says, that God sought Adam, and he was asking Adam, uh, where are you? He wanted Adam to understand that he had fallen out of the glorious love uh, that he was walking in by the grace of God, and he fell down into another dimension of carnal love, which is a self-serving love, and he started loving himself more than he did God. So how does God uh, reconcile that? He comes in the form of his son, Jesus Christ. And he died on the cross, and the main reason why he did that was to reveal his love. Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. So once again, it's always God reaching out to us. It, it is not necessarily you reaching out to him. God is the one that has to quicken you and make you alive by his Spirit. But when he does, uh, then it is a responsibility on your part to ask and to seek and to knock. But God is always the one that is the author of this faith. Uh, and then a lot of the responsibility does rest in your lap. 
you've got to seek him. And getting back to the fear, I think I missed my point the last time, Rich. The only fear that I have when it comes to the Lord is falling away from his love. I mean, I know his love. I walk in his love. Uh, but there's times when I start getting fleshly and my mind sure. starts wandering off. And that's the fear I have. The fear I have is me separating myself from mm-hmm. him. I know that he'll never leave me or forsake me. Um, and and that's, that's really the great fear, I think, that uh, the only fear that the Lord really wants us to walk in is to walk out from under that great covering of love that he has on us. But praise God, all you, all you have to do is just jump back in there and say, hello, forgive me, I'm back. <laughs> yes, and he will, he will take oh, you yeah. back. And maybe you're out there and you're kind of estranged from the Lord. The Bible's clear. He's, it says he will never leave you or forsake you. Never. So mm. if you feel a separation, it's you. It's not him because he loves you so much that he's always there for you. It's it's funny because when I was coming down here, I was I bring a USB thing to plug in to record and I didn't have one. The one that I used was still sitting there and I'm thinking, "Oh, okay, Lord, what do I do now?" I looked in my console I didn't even know it was there. There was a USB in my console. Yeah, praise the Lord. You know, I mean, and I just said, thank you, Lord. You always provide, don't you? Didn't he say, I know what you have need of before you ask? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, basically, when we're talking about love, people, when they think of loving God— it poses a big problem to some people because of what they've been told, Jim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What they've been told is, man, he's a hard taskmaster, man. I mean, you better toe the line and do everything and not mess up or or he's going to slap you down. Cross every T and dot every I. Yeah. You know what? He created you. He knew before you were even born all the things about you. And you know what? He loves you anyway. Mm-hmm. He loves you anyway. And it's not who God is. God is not a quid pro quo God. Whereas if you do something for him, he's going to do something for you. And, and I think that is out there, Jim. I oh, think yeah. I think there's people out there that, like I was when I was a kid, where it was like, well, I messed up. You know, I did this or I did that, and I know I disappointed God, and I know he's mad at me now, so I'm going to try harder to do the right thing. And I'm not saying don't try harder. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying he never, ever lost his love for you because of your behavior. Yeah, I don't think you can ever disappoint God. I mean, it's very clear that the Lord knows the beginning from the end. I mean, he knows what you're going to do in the next minute tomorrow and the next year. So that was probably one of the greatest revelations to me was when I did slip and fall. Um, You know, all of a sudden this condemnation comes on you, and it comes from your carnal mind, not from the Lord. Uh, But it's like one day the Lord spoke to me. He said, son, you can't disappoint me. I already know what you're going to do before (laughs) Before you you do it. it. Yeah. (laughs) I just want to reveal to you, 
you know, the way of escape. I am the way of escape. And I allow you to fall into these areas so you can come back and see my love and my redemption. And really, that, that's what this whole process of going through earth school is all about. This morning, the Lord was speaking to me about when I was a child, how I'd get on a seesaw at the park. And he said, life is like a seesaw. You're up and you're down. Okay. Uh, but God balances everything out. Uh, and we learn by experience and by his wisdom about his great love, because irregardless how many times we fall, he's always there to pick us up, period. Yeah. And that's that. what we're talking about, folks, is unconditional love. Yeah. He loves us unconditionally. So, so does that, you know, someone may be thinking, well, these guys are just talking where you can just do anything you want and it doesn't matter. Uh, that's You know that's not true. I mean... There are consequences to bad behavior. Yeah, I mean, it's a given, and the you know, the the the, uh, law of the land will say, "Hey, if you go out and rob a bank, you're probably going to end up in prison." You have a lot of good quality time in a jail cell. Yeah, (laughs) but even that person in prison that robbed that bank, God didn't leave them. God didn't forsake them. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, being in prison, like you said, they have a lot of time to think, yeah. might start drawing closer to God because maybe all their other options are, are gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think God shows us through those bad and dark experiences. Um, I believe that, you know, when we pass through this life, when we finish our course— when we finish our destiny, because God has a destiny for every one of you out there. He's already had a book. He's already had your book of Acts written before you even got here. I mean, come on, brothers and sisters. God is sovereign, okay? Um, so I think as we go through these tribulations that the Lord said that we would see while we were in the world, I think that when we end our journey and go back through the veil and into the heavenly realm, Uh, we're going to understand and see that it was all a divine purpose in all of it. And God uses all of it to make you a greater ruler and reigning in the the spirit days ahead in the cosmos. I I realize we're getting kind of way out there with this thing, but these are some of the things in the 40 years I've been walking with the Lord that he's really been discussing with my heart. Jim, is there anything more important in this life that we have here on earth than to get to know God, get close with God, be united with God, be one with God. I mean, Jesus said, when you see me, you've seen the Father. Because they kept asking, what's the Father like? What's the Father like? Jesus said, look at me. Hmm. And what was Jesus like when he had his three, three and a half year ministry here on earth? He loved he was compassionate for those who were hurting and those who were in need. Um, he accepted those that the religious community did not accept. Hmm. Um, he he loved. And, and when you look at Jesus, look at the woman caught in adultery. He said after all the people wanting to stone her left, he said, where are your accusers? And she said, they're not here anymore. Neither do I condemn thee. He says, I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. Now, did he honestly believe that she was never going to make another mistake? No. But he was saying, look, with me, 
I'm going to forgive you what, whatever happens. See, there was one of those experiences, Rich, where he revealed his love. I mean, every experience we go through, be it dark, be it evil, whatever the circumstances are, God is always there to reveal his love. And I believe that a lot of these trials and, and tribulations that we go through, it really is all so we can see this unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Unconditional means there's no conditions. No conditions. You know, it's, it's unconditional. And so we should come out of every one of these trials and these experiences. And, and if you're in one of them right now, you're going to come out of it, and God's going to reveal to you his goodness and his love, and you're going to see what he never really left you, even though your mind was telling you that he did. And maybe even some religious traditions and doctrines will tell you that, that God has abandoned you because you did this or you did that. Uh, no, that's not the God of love that we serve. No, I, I can remember in my deepest, darkest moments in this lifetime, and, you know, I just said, Lord, there's a scripture here. It's it's okay to get real with God. You know, and I, I there was a moment I got real with God. I said, there's, there's something in your scriptures that says that I don't believe, and that is he will allow... He will allow. He won't allow more than what you can handle, basically. Yeah, right. Right. And you know what? I said, Lord, I can't handle anymore. Right. I'm at. I'm at my the end of my rope. I'm done. I can't handle anymore. At that point, I didn't care if I even lived or died. I really didn't. So, I've experienced that, and probably you have too. A, a moment where it was deep, dark despair. Yeah. And you know what? I look back now, and I am the happiest I've ever been in my life. And I thank God every day that he spared me, you know, through my frustration and everything. I, I cried out and said, you know, Lord, just take me if, you, if that's what you want. Just go ahead and take me. Yeah, that's a man that's, that has come to the end of himself, Rich. And that's what it's all about. Uh, I know that when Christ came into my life or when he revealed himself to me, I come to know that Christ has always been with me. It's just that I never recognized him. I didn't realize that in my own carnal mind. But the night that uh, the Lord literally appeared to me in a hotel room, it was probably one of the worst nights of my life. I mean, it was a dark night of the soul. My wife and I were struggling. My business was struggling. Uh, and it says that God dwells with a broken and contrite heart. Mm-hmm. And and so we have to come to the end of ourself. You can come there the easy way or the hard way, like our daddy tells us. Yeah. There's an easy way to go, and there's a hard way. Some guys have to go the hard way, you know. But uh, if you're listening in, all you have to do is just turn to the Lord and say, I understand that sacrifice you made for me 2,000 years ago. That applies to me, not just to the world, but it applies to me also. And just believe in Jesus and all of a sudden, a whole new world of love will open up to you. Amen.